solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty, Texans fans, we are back with another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. And before I give it over to my co-host, I do want to remind everyone that this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And as I mentioned, this is the Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, and I'm sitting here with my boy, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Mr. Hickman, tell everybody what we got on agenda today. Well, we have to talk about Deshaun Watson, man. There's a couple of things that is very important to discuss uh, hearing from Ian Rappaport and Tony Busby. But we're going we're going to, excuse me, we're going to continue our conversation from Yesterday, players who were brought in from the previous regime who really has to prove it during this training camp that starts officially in eight days. I can't wait to talk about it. To continue that conversation from yesterday, we're still looking at players that were drafted. And then later in the show, we'll look at players that were brought in via free agency trade or who signed an extension. Cody, I'm going to go right in and uh, jump into it. Kiki QT for me is a player I want to see in a Texan jersey for this season. His uphill battle has been two things, not having the trust of the old coaching staff and being consistent, uh, but that was due to playing time. Kiki will have moments one week where, you know, he's having 11 catches for 109 yards, and then he's not playing for a few weeks. Uh, he's had his issues with Bill O'Brien, obviously, but now that he's gone, that gives us a chance to see if Bill was a real problem or was it actually Kiki? And I'm actually leaning towards Bill O'Brien was a real problem. Kiki is very talented. And what we've seen from him is give him the chance. Don't put him in the box due to mistakes that a rookie or second year player is going to make. Then he'll actually, excuse me, he'll have a chance to be dynamic for this offense. He's going to have to gain and build trust with Cully's coaching staff, specifically Robert Prince. And to continue on the offensive side of the ball, Kahili Warren. It's time to talk about him. One of the original game guys. Uh, the Texans literally don't need him. We've been called Kahili Warren haters in the past. This is not true. It was just a bad pick. But what does Houston need from him? Nothing. They don't need anything from him anymore. They brought back Farrell Brown, drafted Brevin Jordan, still has faith in Jordan Akins, also brought in Ryan Izzo. They have five tight ends on this roster. That's motivation enough. I just mentioned that Houston currently has five tight ends on, on this roster. He's going to have to come right out of the gate blasting. And here's the thing. Andy Bischoff was the tight end coach for the Baltimore Ravens. 2019 Baltimore Ravens featured three tight ends that combined for 1,500 yards, and Baltimore ran a two-tight end set, which put them third in the league of plays, ran with a two-tight end formation that year. Ravens were number one in scoring offense that year. Bischoff has literally developed tight ends. I think Houston will use 
more of a two tight end formation this year. So there'll be a chance for him to make a roster spot. I don't think he will, but this is all my speculation. And I, I definitely believe that the tight ends will be incorporated because of the style of offense that this team will run this year, right? And so he's going to have a chance to, especially during preseason, to see what we to show this team what he has. Combine that, he he's very speedy. He does have hands. He just hasn't shown anything in the league. But you combine his talent with what we've seen from Andy Bischoff. He does have a skill set of Hayden Hurst, who now plays for Atlanta. He's very talented, just can't stay healthy and doesn't get the snaps to prove it. This training camp is huge for Warren moving forward because, like I mentioned, I don't think him and Houston will work out, which is why he's the first on my list, number one on my list, rather, of players, drafted players, that really have something to prove this tight end. I'm sorry, this training camp. And, John, I'm actually going to piggyback off for you and stay with the tight end group, and I'm taking a look at Jordan Aikens. Now, to me personally, I don't think Jordan has ever had an opportunity to really establish himself as the clear-cut number one tight end for the Houston Texans. When he was drafted in 2018, the Texans were still rolling with Ryan Griffin as they starting tight end. In 2019, we all know the great season that Darren Fells had. And then in 2020, last year, he started off the year really good. As I mentioned here a lot on this show, the first four weeks of, a se of the season, he was projected to have a career year before in the game against the Minnesota Vikings he sustained a concussion and an ankle injury by the time he got back after missing I think it was somewhere in the ballpark of three to four weeks he had to share a majority of those snaps with Pharaoh Brown and as you just mentioned this is a tight end group that actually has five players that are going to be fighting for position and I'm not too sure if Jordan Aikens I'm not going to say has what it takes but I think he's going to fall victim of not getting a fair opportunity once again because Pharaoh Brown this guy is the Texans best blocking tight end so you know they're going to use him a lot and then he also has a little bit more competition in Brevin Jordan and I think Jordan is also along with Davis Mills and of course Nico Collins is going to be at least somewhat of a foundational piece for the Houston Texans rebuild because remember John Brevin Jordan is by far the most talented prospect that the Texans were able to get their hands on doing this NFL draft. And I think we're not going to see Jordan Aikens as much. The Houston Texans opened up their season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That game will feature, of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence, who will be the starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, will be up to discussion. But right now, James Robinson has a 33-1 odds to be the NFL rushing leader. You can take that prop bet, make some money at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the NFL. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. To continue with our discussion of players that absolutely have to crush it during training camp that starts in eight days for the Houston Texans, let's take a look at players that signed an extension, were brought in via free agency or trade. And Cody, number one on my list, 
Whitney Merciless. He gave Houston absolutely nothing last year. Nothing. The worst year of his career, Cody, you may have it. But, guys, once you have the opportunity, if you have the opportunity, go check out Whitney Merciless PFF grade from last season. It was horrendous. There were times where Merciless played an entire game and you didn't know it. There were times where Merciless was out on the field and it seemed like his body was just shutting down on him. And for Nick Casario, he's going to be one of those evaluation type of guys. He's going to look at everything. The reason why we're naming these players is because, as I mentioned yesterday, when you want to look out for your boy, sometimes you may go above and beyond. On the opposite side of that, if that's not your boy, in Nick Casario's case, or for any new GM case, if I didn't draft you, if I didn't bring you in, if I didn't trade for you, I don't really have ties to you. And Whitney Merciless is number one on my list. He has to come into training camp playing a whole lot better. And the odds are against him. They are switching from that 3-4 dish, uh, defense to a traditional 4-3 front. Uh, will he put his hand in the dirt? There's no way he can be a standing up outside linebacker. I don't see Merciless dropping back in coverage. I don't see Merciless, you know, being in a position to have to, you know, run man defense. I don't see it, man coverage rather. So he will put his hand in the dirt. He said he hasn't put his hand in the dirt since high school, I believe. He's just somebody that at his age in his career, what we saw last year, changing defenses, a new defensive coordinator, I don't see it happening. I don't see Whitney Merciless making this team for the 2021-22 season. But that's what training camp is for. He is a vet. He may know things that a Jonathan Gennard or Jordan Jenkins or, or any other influx of outside linebackers that are going to make that transition may not know. He knows some of these things. The issue is, will his mind and body work hand in hand? But switching back over to the offensive side of the ball, John, the one guy who I feel has the most to prove heading into training camp next offseason is David Johnson. I'm not looking at him as someone who is on the bubble of not making the roster for this upcoming season, but someone who is going to lose his starting spot as the Houston Texans number one running back. And that's not just for this upcoming season, that's for David Johnson's career. Because I'm looking at this from a standpoint of, it doesn't matter if David Johnson get cut as the Texans make their 53 man roster, it doesn't matter if he get traded at any point during the season, or if he walks in free agency next offseason. David Johnson, if he does not come to training camp and show out and create separation between him and Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead, and Mark Ingram, there is a possibility that his days as a starting running back in this league is going to be over. Because even if he moves on, matter of fact, when he moves on to another team, there's 31 other teams in this league. And I'm pretty sure every single one of those teams have a better running back matter of fact have a better running back who would give you better production on field than what david johnson can do heading into the 2021 2022 season plus you also got to consider that david johnson is also knocking on the door of 30 and when you take a look at this running back core that the texans is going into training camp with he is the second oldest running back 
on this team only trailing Mark Ingram. And unlike David Johnson, Mark Ingram, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, is still going to be valuable for the Texans for this upcoming season as a red zone threat. When you take a look at the running back core, as I mentioned, Burkhead, Lindsey, Ingram, where does David Johnson fall, and how can David Johnson separate himself as the team's starting running back? John, you and I say this a lot going into the season. Philip Lindsay will most likely be the team's starting running back heading into week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when I take a look at Burkhead, if he's able to stay healthy, he has a possibility to surpass David Johnson on the depth chart. The only value I see David Johnson having for this organization this year is just being someone who can help in the passing game, especially considering that we're going into the season with Tyrod Taylor as our quarterback. He is someone who's going to be able to help Tyrod Taylor with those short passing routes. Yeah, for me, Cody, with David Johnson, it's simply age numbers. Like, you know, we know he's getting up in age, but – Will he be able to produce throughout the course of 17 games? And the reason why David Johnson, I believe, really has a very good chance to stay on with Houston at least one more year is because, you know, whatever his role is, I believe he will receive a reduced role. And in that reduced role, David Johnson could actually thrive for Houston. Uh, David Johnson will also be playing presumably behind a better offensive line that could create a better push for him. And because of that, Will we see his body banged up more? I don't, I don't think so. Phillip Lindsay, in my eyes, should be the number one running back heading into training camp because of his age. He's a youthful running back. Uh, he's proven to be very good in this league. David Johnson is in one of those situations that he's he was he, he was traded and it came with a lot of baggage. We traded you for DeAndre Hopkins in the 40th overall pick. We used that 40 overall pick. 40th overall pick to draft Ross. Like he came with a lot of baggage. So with that baggage came with a lot of expectations. And Cody, you've made this point several times on the show before. David Johnson finished the year off very strong. Now let's see if he can produce the same or close to the same in a lesser role. This entire team uh, will be under the eye, the, uh, the under the under the scope of everybody's eyes. And for David Johnson, it's just really about proving if you can play an entire season and be productive to what the team wants you to do. That is what's un, unsaid yet. We don't know the role Houston wants for Johnson. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 300 $53.99 at advance, a big chain store. But it only costs $216.79 at rockauto.com. 
Chainsaws have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from closing out the Phoenix Suns. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All righty, Texans fans, closing out this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. It's time to talk about everybody's favorite topic every time you mention the name Houston Texans. And of course, I'm talking about no other than an update of what's going on with Deshaun Watson. On yesterday, NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport reported that the Texans, because they are hell-bent in getting fair value for his exchange. Plus, Ian Rappaport also mentioned that the NFL will wait to decide on any potential punishment regarding Deshaun Watson's future. If you've been following Deshaun Watson on social media over the last couple of weeks, we have seen Deshaun be a little bit more active in posting workout videos of him looking like he's preparing to play for this upcoming season. Of course, we just do not know where. Ian Rappaport also reported that in addition to the Eagles and the Dolphins, two teams that John and I talked about Last week, the Panthers and the Broncos have also regained interest in trading for Deshaun Watson. And before I give the floor back over to you, John, and listeners, we also got a little bit of an update regarding Deshaun Watson's off-field legal troubles as both Tony Busby and Rusty Harding are still not coming to an agreement about the possibility of a settlement. So basically, long story short about the update on Deshaun Watson, nothing has change yeah tony busby is out here you know I, I, this guy here man is is a character you know so he's on vacation he's with his wife and his wife apparently urges him urges him he says to uh go to the spa with me and let's get a massage and his instagram post so at her urging i had what they call the grounding massage for 90 minutes it was actually nice and relaxing i fell asleep But note, it was professional. I made no weird demands. I didn't ground around the table. I never fully disrobed. And I never acted like an entitled, horny teenage boy. Dude, you're taking a picture with your wife on vacation? And that's what you choose to post? That's kind of odd, man. I'm just... The first time Tony Buss became public with any of these, his, his Instagram post was very personal. This time, it's personal. And for you to say I didn't do anything weird, you hit send on that. You hit post. Like, before you hit post, you could have backed out of everything and said, lovely massage with my wife. You didn't have to go that far, man. That that Tony Busby character, he plays 50 Cent games. He gets on social media, and and he acts like Curtis Jackson. And uh, that's the, you know what that's really alarming. Like if if he was representing representing me, I would be furious at him because 
why are you doing this right now in the midst of a, a trial that's going on? Not necessarily a trial, I'm sorry. In the midst of an investigation, we haven't reached a settlement. This is, that's corny. He's, he's been, his, his last two Deshaun Watson Instagram posts haven't been about the uh, victims, alleged victims. It's been more so about him taking it personal. Well, he that's been hurt. since day one. You remember the first and I, one? And that's what I mentioned. <laughs> like the, the, his last couple of Deshaun Watson posts has been very personal. Like he was actually uh, hurt somehow. And uh, like I said, if, if he was representing me, I'd be pissed about that Instagram post. That gives so many mixed signals. And uh, the, the biggest signal it gives me is, are you out to protect me or are you, you out to destroy him? And that's kind of odd. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Be prepared for YouTube. We will be coming soon. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.